If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox podcast for June 29th. The year's half over. Oh my gosh, wow. I can't believe that. I got my game of the year already, though, so that's that's good. Yeah, I will talk about that in a second. My name's Ryan McCaffrey. That's Destin Legary looking, looking svelte in eggplant. eggplant. Is that what color this is? I don't I'm know. Colorblind. Purplish. Parmesan. Yeah. Are you really colorblind? Oh, yeah. The, to me, this looks red. Really? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> that looks uh, red to you? Yeah. Wow. It's I guess not, it's Should we tell them it's not red? It's definitely not red. Burning it tomorrow. This is, this is red. That is red. No, that's that's red. <laughs> ah, uh, Shark, Sean Finnegan, good to see you. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Alana jump, jump. is in Australia, so always coming good to off have the bench. You. Coming off the bench, six man of the year. Just tag in. Yeah. Alana's fighting actual sharks. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Sharknados. That's yeah. why she went there on the on the Bondi coast. Mm. Right, right. Oi. <laughs> Marty Sleva. Hi. Hey, it's a Palindrome episode, Ryan. It is. We, we need to, sure we need is. To hey, two fifty two. Oh, cool. Right, we did it. We made it. Well done, everyone. All right, we can go home now. <laughs> That's it. Show's yep. over. It's been a good week. Actually, it practically is. It's a very slow week of Xbox. Yeah, things. it turns out not a lot of stuff happens in the, the weeks following E3. And it's a short week for us, too, right? Yes. Which is great. I'm out tomorrow, actually. Oh, so it's even good shorter for, for you. you. I got a five-day weekend. Where it's going to be awesome. Going? Yeah, to my apartment. I'm going to play a bunch of video games. <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, don't you do that here? Nope. No. That's not yeah. what we do. Oh, so rarely. Mm-hmm. Although I have been delighted to see a bunch of uh, people in the office passing around our our few copies of Inside, and mm-hmm. I just see it popping up around around the office. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Marty, we have to address it. That's yeah. where we have to start because the, the ten in the room. So we're well, gonna, well, not going to uh, spoil well, anything. No, <laughs> no okay. this is going to be a spoiler free <laughs> chat. Right. Yeah. We we're have gonna, not played yet. Yeah, we won't. Oh, we're talking about inside. We're okay. not going to spoil it. We're, we're, okay. Ryan and I are very okay. good at this. Um, next I'm, week, I'm partially though, doing this for the audience. At the end of <laughs> next week's yes. episode, we are going to have a spoiler cast. I may even sub you guys out. If basically, if you I'll haven't play, played, I'm if you haven't tonight. played, you will I'm be subbed tonight. out. Yeah. Live. So that is the yeah. that is the warning. You have you have a week to play a three hour game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I can do it. So it's only three hours. I'm going to play the. I'll be done. Let's do the spoiler cast tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I woke up to a lot of tweets. So our review went up yesterday. Mm-hmm. And did you review it? You reviewed I did. It. Yeah. I, I really wanted this one. It I launched at 3 a.m. Pacific. That's a bit yeah. of an unusual time. I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day, Live Arcade used to update it, I think, 2 a.m. Pacific. So it's it's not far off All from right. that. But 
Uh, yeah, I had never given a 10 in my four years at IGN. Ooh. Uh, this was not... It was not even really a debate, though. How many tens have you given ever? Ever? Well, so back at OXM, when I the first few years I was there, we were on a 100-point scale mm-hmm. like IGN is. Yeah. Although, actually, both IGN and OXM have used both 20-point scales, meaning... You know, seven, seven, five, eight, eight, five, nine, mm-hmm. nine, five. Yeah, uh, and the hundred point scale, which of course is just nine, one, nine, two, nine, three, etc. What was the last one you gave? So the last yeah. ten I gave, yeah. somebody asked me on Twitter, and I had to. I actually couldn't remember, remember yeah. but I think it would have because I left. I came to IGN in May of 2012, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure the last ten I gave before this it had been five years. It was Gears of War 3 in September of 2011, hmm, which, okay. in hindsight, is a 10 I 100% stand behind that game. All three modes of it. Competitive multiplayer, Horde 2.0, and single the single-player world. How many have you given, Marty? Stuff. Never. Really? Mm-hmm. Never. No. Because you're, you're good at your job. I'm Not like, even <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> I never got to review Banjo-Kazooie. At which you I reviewed six Rare years Replay, <laughs> which I loved, but it had Battletoads, which kept it from a 10. 9.0, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. that should be a 10 in your mind? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. What? Journey. What? I'm asking Braid. What? Journey. Okay. Right. I would have given The Witness a 10. I'd probably would have given Inside 10. If I Limbo. was a games reviewer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and that's, give, I guess. I would have yeah. given a 10 to Bioshock. Mm-hmm. 10s don't come around Mass at, Effect. at IGN super why are you often. Not, why are you nodding your head at not? You don't like Bioshock? I don't think Bioshock's a 10. That's oh, all. Oh, we had a, we had a discussion yeah, yeah. about this. Which yeah. one? The first one? Yeah. Any of them. Any of them? Destin yeah, yeah. argued we had we did it we just recently did top ten FPS games oh, of, yep, all time. of all time. And Destin was the one loud voice in the room being like, Bioshock doesn't deserve to be on there. Because of what we were cutting. True. That's a big conversation we can uh, get into. I don't, don't want to. We're talking about inside right now. Yes, yes. But I will say we're about tens. Uh, it yeah. is yeah, it is worth sort of reminding since the tens don't come around very often at IGN. Ten on the IGN scale, and I would probably no one scale, but let's but on IGN scale. 10 does not mean perfect. There is no such thing Nothing as a perfect, perfect video game. Even though doesn't it say, what does it say? It says masterpiece. masterpiece. Right. 10 means masterpiece on the mm-hmm. IGN scale. Like so that is that is where 10 comes from. And, and it eight, gets 8 is garbage on the scale, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Everything below an 8. Uh, but yeah, just for a little bit of, of insight into Inside, in case you don't know, it is so the much right uh, now. second game from Playdead. Who were uh, the developers of Limbo, which came out on XBLA Phenomenal. 2010? Yeah, Lombo was. Lombo? <laughs> My brain's. Sorry, <laughs> that was like the, the version of it, like how Pissed came out after <laughs> Mist. I tried to say. Lombo was the thing you went to Software Etc. for and got for like $4. I definitely just tried to Dead say play. Limbo was awesome and really messed Driving that around one up. Driving around my Lombo game. Yeah. Lombo game. Uh, but yeah, inside, uh, it, it very much, you can tell it's from the same uh, team as Limbo. It is a 2D atmospheric. Uh, physics-based puzzle platformer, uh, relatively simple mechanics, but absolutely dripping with uh, style and substance and themes and a very subtle but incredible visual story. The uh, some some questions I've been asked a lot over the over the last couple days: How long is it? Took me about three hours. Mm-hmm. Might take you a, a tad less. Might take you a tad more, depending on if you get stuck on or not stuck on any of the puzzles. I never really got hung up for more than a, a few minutes, minutes at a time yeah. on some of these. I got stuck less in Inside than I did in Limbo, and I have to imagine I'm dumber now than I was definitely six years ago yep. when I had my nice sharp twenty-something brain. <laughs> so uh, take that for what it's worth. And then the other big question I get asked is. Because I've I've been referring to it on social media as the follow up to Limbo, 
to give people something to relate it to. Because remember, they've done almost literally no marketing or PR for this game. Mm-hmm. Almost not. Yeah, two years ago at Microsoft's really well. conference, it was they announced. showed a short teaser, and then they legitimately went off the grid, and then all of a sudden it was this year at the conference, and they're like, hey, it's out in two weeks. And like yeah. those guys don't really do interviews. They're well, just like, we just want to release art. And well, and yeah. to, to your exact yeah. point, uh, I their Twitter account, which I've been looking at this week because yeah. I've I think I've tagged it a couple times, at Playdead has, it was an account made in 2011, and it has four tweets on it and two of them are from the last 30 days yeah and it's just uh, like hey there's some misreports about the time it'll launch it'll launch at this time brevity is the soul of it i love that they do in an age where like well you've got to have social media as part of it they just do not care yeah clearly clearly based on their twitter account could not possibly care less i love this idea of them all sitting around in a room being like how do we address the audience about this update and it takes like an hour for them to be like, oh, we have this Twitter. <laughs> it didn't exist. That's a great six years idea. Ago. Yeah, we have this Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so anyway, the other that's the other big common question I've been getting asked is, do I need to play Limbo first? No, no. They don't. Uh, well, I don't uh, want to. They. they uh, you don't. No. Yeah. That's. That's enough. That's that. We'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Also, it's three hours, but um, you don't need to play Limbo if yeah, you haven't. You what the Limbo. hell? Well, it was hopefully, free. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it was free during E3. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's three hours, but it's definitely uh, what we all went through it a second again. time. If only to not only to just experience it again with like, oh, now that I know these things that yeah. happen, I want to do this. But also, there are some cool off the beaten path things that yes. none of us found the first time through. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Marty. What I mean, what what's what was your favorite aspect of the game? Uh, I mean, it is a game that we've remarked a couple times. It feels like it has five years of polish on it. Uh, every subtle animation, every lighting cue, every particle effect is the game feels handcrafted. Yes, and it feels every bit for of a two D platformer. It is as cinematic as like it, it is masterful the way they move a camera in a 2D platformer yes. which is insane yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's use of depth of field of of objects in the foreground objects in the background and then you and the those core ground that's the cinematic term the core mm. ground um, now invented in yes. the, <laughs> the lighting the lighting is the lighting not only adds to the tone mood and atmosphere of the game but is also served to highlight aspects of puzzles and very subtly cue you into things you should be looking at or paying attention to see that sounds really cool to me because like i loved the art style of limbo which is this kind of like film noirish kind mm-hmm. of low key lighting mm-hmm. that's the and term that we call a bunch of people copycatted it afterwards but nobody had really done that yet yeah but like when i wanted to see was how they implement the uh, what I could have like if there was going to be a criticism from me about Limbo it would be that they didn't really use the aesthetic as part of the mm-hmm. gameplay like part of the puzzles yeah, and stuff yeah. so to hear you say that yes. that's a little bit better integrated yeah and it's definitely that not, it's really not cool. that like stark silhouette of, of Limbo it is right. more colorful or I guess there's more going on in the background and, and, and sort of more visual storytelling. It's more layered in sort yeah. of a literal and figurative mm-hmm. sense, I yeah. think, would be fair to say. Yeah, and like we won't go anything into the story and you shouldn't know anything about the story going in, but it is, it, I found it really interesting that I felt like for the first half I was like, yeah, I gotta, like, I know what's going on, because the whole thing is presented without text. Right. And so it's like, I, I know Which what's going on. Which is something that happened in Limbo as well. Yeah, and you're like, no text, I, no dialogue. I have a pretty good, pretty good yeah. grasp of what's going on, and then you go deeper down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh no, I don't know anything. I, I'm very, I'm <laughs> very me, confused right let now. Let me walk that back. There is text, but not in the way that you would think, because there's one part in Limbo where oh, you the go to sign. the hotel yeah. sign. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's text, but yeah. it's not it's a puzzle, basically. really yeah. text. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. just a, a phenomenal 
very special game. One of those games that as soon as someone else would beat it, we'd pull them into a corner room and be like, hey, we need to talk about this. Like, what did you think of X, Y, and Z? I mean, I will say that tens here are not given or given out or or uh, even considered lightly. Mm-hmm. They're very they're very rare. I know we've given one already previously this year, but Stape, it, Stapes probably vetted you quite a bit. He's like, what do you give it to? Witness. The previous ten, the witness, oh, yeah. Witness. Um, which, by the way, how hilarious is it that arguably the two best signature Xbox Live Arcade games made by very small teams were are have now come back around again for their follow ups, yeah. and are probably the two best digital download titles. That's yeah, on respect, on both uh, respective consoles. It's, yeah. it's just that's the unfortunate part is that they're each locked away mm-hmm. as platform exclusives. Yeah, um, you know. Well, it's Witness, Witness is on PC, right? Yeah. They're both on PC. And I think both of them, I would say, but, by this time next year, will also be on the other. Yeah. And that's, that's, nothing's announced, but yeah. past no, history suggests, yeah. like, Limbo ended up on virtually everything. everything yeah. and, mm-hmm. You can play uh, that on mobile nowadays, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, how, how cool is it that the, you know, the two best live arcade games from uh, back in the day are now... The, their, their follow-ups both took forever to make, but yeah. they're both... Especially and, since, like, there is that brilliant. kind of curse of, like, the sophomore slump, right? Like, your second game or your, yeah, second, your second creative album. endeavor. Well, yeah, yeah, what do you have to say? Good. You yeah. had your whole life to make that first album mm-hmm. of all those life experiences, but, yeah, what do you yeah. do with that second? Yeah, I just love the fact that probably my three favorite XBLA games were those two and Bastion, and yep. all three have gone on to make follow-ups that I absolutely adore with yeah. these two and Transistor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, next, we need Shadow Complex 2. Yep. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. We had Donald Nudge. Mustard in here. We mm-hmm. held his feet to the fire a little bit. Yeah. That's That needs to... Or Infinity Blade 4. You <laughs> shut your <laughs> cardigan mouth. Um, but yeah, Inside is very special. Ryan and I played uh, the first 10 minutes uh, on a Let's Play you can find, which is currently on the, IGN. The very first unlocked plays that yeah. we've been promising oh, you. Oh, great. Yes, finally. Which is it's us on our YouTube playing channel. games. Yeah. YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked. Correct. I did it right this time. Nailed it. Very we're going to do myself. Mass Effect with we're you. Some Mass Effect stuff. We're oh, gonna, man. We're going to do awesome. some Banjo stuff. We're going to go find... Uh, we have to figure out how... We have to find a hardware and software for Blinks, for but Blinks? we're going to do it. Yeah. That's going to happen. If I break embargo on something, I'll play Battletoads. I might have punishment. to... <laughs> I might have to call uh, Phil Spencer and say, hey, can we borrow... A copy of Blinks because we can't find one. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if there's one in our games library. There, we'll, we'll check. Yeah, we haven't even gotten that far yeah. yet. But um, yeah, I, I started to say tens are not given or considered lightly around here. And you're right; they, they actually they are vetted. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only did I, so I I finished the game first, and then I was begging people to finish it because I needed to talk to somebody you about it right it. before E three. I did. Uh, and then Chloe finished it, and Marty finished mm-hmm. it, Dan Stapleton finished yep. it, Andrew Goldfarb finished it, and uh, all before E three. No, 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 this was a time after, since. Yeah. And I think, and now even Brendan Graber, our wikis expert, yeah. who's working on <clears throat> some crazy things that I guess we'll just talk about later. Yeah, uh, but that involve collectibles. Mm-hmm. So, and nobody has has even started to argue that it's not a masterpiece. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's it's that kind of. It was one of the easiest tens I've ever, I've ever even seen, or mm-hmm. certainly 
one of the easiest tens I've ever given. Yep. Yeah, I'm I mean, really excited to play this tonight. Yeah, me too. I've Everyone, been planning for like a week. Where I've been bugging Ryan. I'm like, when's the embargo? <laughs> Can I play tonight on and 3 a.m.? So, I'm going go, to say this right yeah. now, and I, I love you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't watch Destiny's stream. <laughs> yeah. This so, is not a game that should yeah. be experienced, in my humble opinion, through someone else. Please I'm going watch to stream Destin it. every watch other day. It after you've played it. That's what I'm going to ask. You know, like, so yes, I'm going to stream no tonight one so I live. capture my natural reaction. <laughs> and then after you play it, feel free to watch the bot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, on that note, if some people, like, so my review is as spoiler-free as it can be, both the written mm-hmm. and the video. I mean, it it there are things that it shows, but none of them are out-and-out out out spoilers, either story-wise or presented, puzzle solutions. They're all presented out of context. Yes, that too. So... Uh, I would love it if you would take a watch and or read of my review. But I've heard from a lot of people, because I do say right in the beginning of the review, it's best to go in blind. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard from a lot of people that say, I'm going to check out your review after I finish mm-hmm. it, which is totally fine, too. Just appreciate it if you would, because, uh, man, that was a... You know how, Marty, sometimes it's... Some some reviews are work, where oh, you're just yeah. like, it's the holiday season, there's 10,000 games to review, it's okay, Marty, we need yeah. you to review this. And sometimes you finish a game, and you're just like, you feel so middle of the road about it, right. that you can't like muster the enthusiasm Which, either way. Secretly, yeah. to me, I don't know about you, th- those middling score reviews are the hardest reviews sure. to write. The, the, the real a bad five ones, and a seven is tough. Yep, yep. The real mm-hmm. bad scores are just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, you've, you definitely have things to yeah, say yeah. and passionate things to say. Like you punished me by having right. me play this. Yeah. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. And the other way is yeah. easy, too, yeah. because, I mean, that's like uh, Firewatch I reviewed sure. this year, and that was that review just, like, came out of me because mm-hmm. I just had so much to say about that incredible game. This, this was the same way, yep. where it's just like, man, th- this was a... The review just... Flowed. I was just a vessel for yeah. it, to, for everyone, it to come out. Everyone who has played the game, who I've talked to about it, and I've tried to stay away from deep discussions about mm-hmm. it, having not played it yet. But they've all been very, very excited. Like we were at the E three showcase, and the first thing when you, me, and Phil Spencer came together was yeah. like, he was like, "What about Inside?" And I was like, "I have to walk away because <laughs> you guys are going to talk well, about and it." He said, "Because so I didn't." I was professional. I didn't tip my hand that I'd already finished the game at that, even though it was Phil and, you know, Mm -hmm. he's already finished the game. But he goes, he goes, Inside came up and he goes, yeah, it's it's the game of the year. And I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) know. I'm the the post show when we were like, uh, at the post show from the E3 conference, it was like, what's the, uh, what was the best game they show at the conference? And I was like, it's Inside. And I know that as a fact because it's it's a 10. It's probably the only game in that conference that's going to be a 10. So, yeah. Oh man! But what, what, just what a treat! It's mm-hmm. it is uh, just for fun context. I went and looked at Metacritic, mm-hmm. which a lot of people like to look at as a sort of amalgamation mm-hmm. of of critical opinion. Scores. It is you know not a perfect system, but it is the system we have as a as an industry. And the highest Metacritic ranking games on Xbox One. The first one is Grand Theft Auto Five, which. Wouldn't argue with that for a second. Second one's Metal Gear Solid Five. The third one is Inside. Mm-hmm. So huh. that gives you an idea of how well regarded yeah. this game. The rarefied is. atmosphere it's in. Yeah. Uh, all it, three of those we gave a ten. Yes. Mm-hmm. All three deserving. We were part of part of that high Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely with all due respect to the witness, uh, which I am too stupid to have finished. I'm about too I don't know stupid. I'm, to have I'm some h- number of hundred panels into it, yeah. but I ended up getting stuck, and then I got onto other things, and maybe someday mm-hmm. I'll go back. But uh, Inside is as this of today my game of the year. This has been 
hell of a year for. I mean, we're halfway through the year, but we've already had The Witness and Oxenfree and Firewatch. And oh, I forgot Oxenfree. Inside so and Dark Souls yeah. 3 and I Uncharted. Would, and I would love to see a game like that. I mean, again, I haven't played it, so I can't really cast a vote for it. But I love the idea of little games like that being able to stand toe-to-toe with the AAA franchises and possibly even win Game of the Year. Yeah, no, I yeah, yeah, like Journey. Journey. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. In 2012, it was great because we did this whole Judgment Day thing mm-hmm. where we haven't done that since, where we bring in all the developers and kind of talk about the that nominations cool. before we even award the Game of the Year. And it was cool to see, like, the Walking Dead team come in. Yeah, Sean and then we Bannon. had the two FTL dudes. Like, the yes. whole FTL team yeah. was these two dudes. <laughs> two people. Yeah. And they're sitting next to the five dudes who did Halo five, or 4 at the yep, time. Yeah. And I was just like... Halo 4 is competing against Mass Effect 3, is competing against The Walking Dead and, and FTL Journey, and it, Journey. And it's Guild just Wars like, 2, and we're like, what is it? Yeah, like, yeah. there's a weird man. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's just like you have this, that is, to me, a better sign of a healthy industry than anything, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's like when you have quality works of all absolutely. scopes competing against each other. So, you know, AAA games can do things that indies can't because mm-hmm. of the sheer manpower and budget uh, that can that can go into it. But Indies can also do things that triple A's can mm-hmm. in in terms of indies can uh, be one person's vision, like right. exactly how they want to present right. it. And and I mean, I don't mean this. This is going to get misinterpreted, but almost in the sense of innovation, you know, triple A's to a degree almost most of the time have to play it pretty safe because mm-hmm. there's a a publisher is investing tens of millions of dollars into it, yeah. so it can't go too crazy off the rails when you're spending that kind of cash on a game and need you know needing a, a big return on that money. Whereas inside, uh, how many Marty it was probably those credits were what fifteen twenty people maybe mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they spent six years. And an indie is able to make a three-hour game and say everything that they have to say, whereas yes. a AAA game, like, generally you have to make hits. I mean, there's not, like, a quota, but, like, if uh, Quantum Break was three hours long, people would finish it, and there'd be an uproar because yeah, it was that's like, right. this is a AAA $60 game. Well, I, so that happened to Max Payne yeah. back in, in the 1998 yeah. When it was six hours in a time when like twenty was expected, yeah, but it was six yeah. incredible hours. Six, that's right, and no, no fat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it took the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I think, for people to realize that a short six to hour campaign that's hyper focused and quality all the way through is viable for the AAA yeah. like space. But that is something that people expect of the AAA space is like a long experience that can give you many many hours either on the single player side or the multiplayer right. side, preferably both. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, especially as we get older, it. I think you really appre- I personally really appreciate a game that does a lot with a little. That's right. right. Yeah. And I like with Journey specifically. Journey instantly after I finished it became one of my top five mm-hmm. games of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that game does more with two hours than most games do with twenty. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, that, you're right. As I get older and I have larger responsibilities at work, larger responsibilities at home, I need a game to respect my time. Totally. If I'm going to, you know, spend money on it. So, yeah, don't don't uh, bother with filler. Just three three great hours is and boy is inside that is uh, is exactly what the doctor ordered. So, if you haven't already bought inside, please buy it. S- support support Play Dead so that they can make God knows what the next thing would be that would, yeah. they would make. What is but it, 20 bucks? $20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't. You just can't go wrong. And if you haven't played in uh, Limbo yet, play it before yeah, play Inside, Limbo. after Inside, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Play that, too. I mean, it's it's so good. Grab it on your tablet or, or Xbox One. Oh, yeah, it totally works on iPad. 
It's yeah. fine. Yeah. And if you don't have $20, uh, steal it from the till of your local general store. <laughs> That's not a thing. Let's you not encourage do. theft. Damn it, Marty. Say something more like <laughs> just look for it in the spaces in your couch. Mow a lawn even if the person doesn't ask you to. And then demand money. <laughs> money tips. We're starting a new podcast, Money Tips. Is that how you got yeah. that sweater? Yeah. <laughs> I stole it from the old man manning the till of a general store. I, too, am wearing a sweater, pulling off my best Marty. Thank you. The funny story about that. this is I went and had dinner over in the sunset with Tim Geddes and his girlfriend and my friends who were up from L.A. Uh, this is when Kind of Funny Live was happening, Kind of Funny Live, yeah. too. And uh, if any of you have been to the sunset, Destin knows this pride of the sunset over there. It is not very sunny most <laughs> no, of the time. In no, fact, it's be very the sun cold has set. Yeah. a yeah. lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it's foggy and, and i was you. not prepared for this it was warm during the day and so i was out there with the t-shirt and i'm freezing oh man and i'm walking to the restaurant and i see a thrift store and i was like yes and that's and i walked in sweater? there i walked in there and i was like i'm buying the warmest thing i can don't care how much it was five dollars that's a solid five dollars that's, that's a strong five well that's what i was right gonna there. say is like i was gonna be happy spending five dollars on like just a like a sweater that yeah, you can like toss I'd away wear, the next i'd literally day. wear once yeah. just to not be cold for that 10 minutes and then be fine with it. But now it's actually kind of become part of my wardrobe. And I see the merits of the sweaters now. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it also helps your brand. Everything I do here, I just want to make sure I'm on brand. Yeah. <laughs> I took a brand course. <laughs> Sleeve of brand. All right. Uh, not a lot to get to, but fortunately we just jabbered for 20 minutes about how great Inside is. So mm-hmm. uh, that'll help get the show up to its normal normal duration. We'll come right back, talk a little Halo Wars 2 beta stats, uh, a surprising Batman uh, remaster announcement, and a very fun little Pac-Man thing right after this, which is now, haha, because we're on the camera audio. Because the oh, laptop right, yes. is the forked. The so there's no cute little music here anymore. Boop, 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 At least boop, not for boop, today. Boop. Hopefully we'll fix it for next time. Uh, okay, news unlock time, boys. Mm-hmm. Halo Wars 2, uh, Microsoft sent out a press release that was mostly self-congratulating about E3 that didn't have anything of real no actual in information. Except this. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely worth pulling out, and that is Halo Wars 2, they announced that the player count, quote, exceeded their internal expectations. They had they saw over 1 million matches in the Halo Wars mm-hmm. 2 multiplayer beta, totaling over 1.2 million hours of play. So does that mean the average match is 1.2 hours? Could be, Marty. Yeah, Dang. sounds right. You can mathematics. Do yeah, that's not a required thing at that's, this job. Mathematics is my new brand. I totally wasn't this. opening my calculator just now <laughs> to do that math. <laughs> and then uh, no, Marty did it, and I'm like, oh my god. He's right. I, I actually want to know from the audience how they liked the Halo Wars 2 beta, because none of us got to play it. We were all in L.A. Stupid E3. Except I went and played the thing on the floor, which was actually a different build than... It had a different map and mode. Oh. Of what was in the beta. That's confusing. And again, I, I think I talked about this last week. It was the, the the Xbox build on the floor was just super rough still. So I'm sure I will like it, but it was it was still rough. And then behind closed doors, when 343 was showing it off, it was on PC, and it was a single-player campaign level, and it looked great. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure it'll get there, but uh, I didn't really get to dig my sink my teeth into it. It's good there's an audience for this product, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the first game. If you haven't played Halo Wars 1, they're they're offering it as part of that, what, that definitive edition thing for Halo Wars 2. Mm-hmm. We'll, they'll give you an Xbox One copy of, of Halo, Halo Wars. Wars. Uh, the first one is just great. I gave it a 9 back in the day. It really suffered. It's really its big problem. There were sort of two things with it. One was an actual problem, and one was just features that weren't there. 
it, it ran rough on the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So hopefully <clears throat> the Xbox One version will not when it's when you get that definitive version. Uh, and then the other thing was, you know, Halo Wars is, Sean, you can speak to this, so set up potentially exactly like StarCraft. Totally. Three races, <laughs> the UNSC, the Covenant, mm-hmm. and the Flood. Mm-hmm. And you could play as the Covenant in Halo Wars 1 multiplayer. Right. You couldn't play as the Flood at all. They did show up in the campaign as adversaries. Uh, but then there was there was no Covenant campaign either. So Rush. Right. It just felt like there should have been a Halo Wars 2 right away, except they closed Ensemble down. Right. That would have expanded things out and had a Covenant campaign and maybe worked the Flood in as, as playable somehow as well. Yeah, because as a Halo fan, this is what you want to be able to do, right? Like take control of the vehicles and stuff from other races and uh, uh, people who appear in the Halo universe and get to like play around with them and work with them and stuff like that. Like that's kind of the fun of an RTS game like this. And I don't know if you guys are really into RTS, but like it's kind of a like by today's genre standards, it's kind of an old school genre, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's still very much alive. I mean, Civilization Six. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Oh, well, that's turn-based. That's Star- a bad Starcraft example. Too. Well, yeah. turn-based, it can still be RTS because, well, okay. <laughs> You're right. Turn-based is not traditionally real-time strategy, right? Real-time means real-time, not turn-based. Okay, Warhammer, right? Dawn of War, that's yeah, real-time. Exactly. StarCraft II's last expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, StarCraft in general, right? WarCraft mm-hmm. and stuff. But, like, here's the thing about RTS is, like, while they don't present the same, like, flash and sort of, like, scope, that traditional, you know, modern... Uh, FPS or like you know RPG like AAA games do the depth of the games mechanically tends to be the big draw sure. right is like once yep. you understand what you're looking at mm-hmm. and you understand how complex it is watching two competitive real time strategy players play against each other it's like is, a chess match yeah it's watching a like a Grandmaster level mm-hmm. chess match unravel in real time, and yeah. it's seriously the most fascinating thing to watch. Like, yeah. I still—it's why I mean, StarCraft was basically the first esport. Yeah, because yeah. it was that was uh, particularly in Asia. Yeah. It was a spectator sport. Yeah. Totally, and I mean, I'm sure this is this is now just pop culture. Or I wouldn't call it pop culture knowledge, but gamer knowledge that. You know, in Korea, in South Korea, where StarCraft's uh, really, like, that's ground zero for StarCraft. That's where it began. That's where the best players are and still or were and still are. The players there, pro players, like, that's, they're in that country. It's the same as being, like, an NBA player here. Like, yeah. you are a yeah, superstar. Yeah, it's a level of celebrity. Girls yeah. and guys have posters of pro players on their <laughs> walls, like, in their bedrooms. It's kind of crazy, right? I have a fatality poster on my wall. Wow. Yeah. That's a deep cut. Yeah, he has a one instead With of a one L, in there, yeah. yeah. Or a T. I have one sure. of his headsets. The, mm-hmm. the really yes. interesting about Fatality was he didn't even play the most, like, Counter-Strike was the game. Mm-hmm. And what he did played he play? Unreal played Quake Tournament stuff, Quake. right? Yeah, yeah, he was a 1v1 in, in software guy. stuff. I don't like, actually have a poster of that man. I don't oh, know what man. that man looks like. Yeah. He's just the only name. He's <laughs> the only guy. Den- yeah. Dennis Fong? Thresh? Yeah. Yeah? No. Mm. No. no, I'm not saying he no. Won. He's not a person. I'm just saying nope. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he won uh, John Carmack's Ferrari in a Quake tournament. PewDiePie? Oh, wow. Is Jeez. he a competitive gamer? Ugh. No. No? <laughs> let's, <laughs> not that even, let's not even go there. <laughs> but, I mean, like, RTS is this great genre, and I Nobody love... Nobody competes with PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's hard, too. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, 
RTS is this great genre where, like, if you give it the chance and you're a mechanics-like person, it's, like, the most rewarding genre to watch and play. So to see it happen in the Halo universe and to see it done well, like, Halo yeah. Wars, the first one, was so pretty good. good. Like, really I liked well, it a it lot. it was made by the same people that made Age of Empires, one of the signature real-time strategy series in the world ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which, again, the fact that that studio was announced as being shut down before Halo Wars actually came out, mm -hmm. cast this whole just sad pall over the whole thing. Totally. And the fact that they didn't just crap that game out, saying, well, we're all fired, and we're all shut down anyway, so whatever. The fact that they made a 9.0 game under those circumstances, I just... I have nothing but the utmost respect and appreciation for the former members of Ensemble Studios. And I think best of all, like as a big Halo fan, the worst thing that could possibly happen when you have a non-FPS Halo entry to the universe is have that thing be crap, right? Yeah. But yeah. the game is not crap. Nope. And for it builds on that in the, on that strong gameplay uh, and the strong IP by telling like a really cool and interesting story yeah. like with blur cinematics yeah that was what terrible. i was just about to say it's like you could go watch i think there's like a 45 or 50 minute video on youtube that's just the cinematics from, yeah. from yeah. the halo wars and there's some really really cool stuff that goes yeah, on I mean, in that dude, stuff. The, the, the cg trailer they showed at e3 was one of the coolest cg trailers also blur. Yeah. yeah that was awesome yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping, no like you said, with I, I'm hoping to take a cue from Star Trek, uh, Starcraft, sorry, and uh, have a sort of a three three pronged campaign. Mm. I think it'd be really cool to have a story as the Flood, as the Covenant, and as uh, you know, I, a lot of people are waiting to see the Flood. I totally agree with you, but the the pessimist in me thinks that uh, no Flood. Well, thinks that if they had a three uh, race campaign, they would have said so by now. Yeah, they would have said so at E3 and yeah, be like, maybe they're waiting we've for got all the other races. Like, maybe they're waiting since it's not until next year. Maybe they're waiting for like a Gamescom. I hope so. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I hope so. Um, Microsoft has had like a strong presence at Gamescom the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, and their E3, E3 was more about multiplayer and, and getting the message about the beta out yeah. there. So maybe That's they're waiting true. for That's their single point. player push to, uh, to mm -hmm. another event. I mean, there's a be... lot of other races out there in the Halo universe. That there's those weird like Monkey Man with hammers? Yeah. There's also, yeah, there's the Forerunners. There's all sorts of things. But like, I think I think one of the I think Prometheans. Yeah, yeah. I'm, with you. I'm playing your Mass Effect. You realize you are mumbling in front of a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Protheans, the Prometheans. Prometheans. Yeah, we always get yeah. those confused. Yeah. Uh, I think like with a with, the strength of RTS generally has been its multiplayer, at least when it comes to long like in term uh, in terms of games that have like a great longevity. Right, you that's get strong, true for sure. Like, in order to have really long like, legs, you need a great multiplayer. Well, I've, I've played through the Halo Wars 1 campaign, like, three times, yeah. and after you do it once, you can breeze through it. Oh, totally. That. I mean, yeah. you can play you know again. what to do. Right. But you can, I mean, you can play again on Legendary. You can you can pump it up a little bit. But, yeah, it's, the, you're right. The, the even, legs totally come from the multiplayer. Yeah, and even with great, even great single-player RTSs, like, both StarCraft 1, like, the first one, and Brood War, uh, and Warcraft from yeah, Blizzard. Yeah, Warcraft. Those stories and the cinematic, or the in-game cinematics, or not cinematics, in-game engine cutscenes, uh, are so awesome. They tell these really incredible stories, so much so that I've played those campaigns a few times. But really what gives those games the 10-year-long legs is how awesome and deep and skill-oriented the multiplayer mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. I think the guys at Microsoft and, uh, you know... Creative Assembly. 
Yeah, like they have to know that, right? Of course they do. So, I mean, I'm sure they're very heavily focused on the multiplayer. Yeah, and Because the story comes in Halo, you know? They already have the the blueprint for how to do great RTS controls on a gamepad. Yeah. Already written for them from Halo Wars 1. That was the other thing. It was like, traditionally, I was very skeptical of Halo Wars the first time it came out because... Mm -hmm. I've brought this up before, but like StarCraft 64, while it's a decent port of the game, it's a ter- it's just so, it pales so much in shade to what StarCraft on PC is mm-hmm. yeah. that even if it was a pretty good port for the N64 with these weird controls, it just it emphasized how bad it was even more. Yeah, I mean that was I saw when uh, we went to a Valve event at uh, CES like a year or two ago where yeah. they were showing off the Steam controllers. Right. And they were showing it. They're like, you can play Dota with it. It's like, I don't, I don't play Dota, but like someone who does play it, it's like, no, this is literally a different oh, yeah. video game. Like, <laughs> yeah, this no, is not Dota. Yeah, like, whether you can play it is and different or, or, than whether you should play yeah, it yeah. that yeah. way, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could play through uh, Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero controller. Oh, yeah, you should. Dude. I can't believe I mean, that. You probably should, that actually. Dude actually yeah, someone, someone did. But, yeah. I mean, the point is, like, when I came into Halo Wars, I was like, wait, these controls actually work really well. Mm-hmm. It did this really innovative thing with the wheel, you yeah. know? Like, mm-hmm. it was yeah, just cool. And I guess to make one final point on what you're saying is, uh, you know, you mentioned shoot, action and shooter fans, you know, coming to a strategy game. That's why, like, because I'm not a, I don't actually like strategy games all mm, that much, uh, but I loved Halo Wars because it, the the, ele- the the elements of it, the the lore and like I, the you I could understand all the units and ever and everything really well because Halo translates so well to it. That's you know, like, oh, so you have true, a yeah. literal tank. You have you have vehicles that so you're gonna you know have a good idea what they're gonna do. You know what your ground troops generally are gonna do, and okay, I got to make more of these and more of those, and this is gonna counter that. So that Halo uh, universe is just such a good fit. I mean, of course, because the fact that Halo originally started as a real time mm-hmm. strategy game before becoming a first person shooter. But yeah, I'm real optimistic for Halo Wars too, even though. Uh, just that little tiny bit I played at E3 in multiplayer didn't do it for me. But um, I guess I'm just going to have to decide if I want to play it. I mean, it's play anywhere, so I'll have play you know both copies. But am I going to play it on a PC or am I going to play it mm. on my Xbox One? I'm there not sure. Go. I'm honestly yeah. not sure. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll try both. Or on your Xbox One Slim. Where am I going to get that? I'm not. Why when would you I, buy it? I'm not spending money on that. Oh, okay, okay. So I said the same thing until I saw it at the Xbox Showcase, and I was like, "Oh, it's Here's so nicely designed. It's I, so small." If I had a, an HDTV that had uh, HDR, yeah, I would totally get an Xbox One S. Also, isn't it 4K video enabled, but not game enabled? I correct. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think the, you're the right. Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah I believe yeah. it's a 4K Blu-ray player. Um, but yeah, like only the newest, latest, greatest TVs have HDR, and even then, like I, I started to do some reading and research on this with with Dan Stapleton, and it's it's a whole like do not you need to invest some serious time into getting getting knowledgeable before you drop a thousand dollars or more on a on just any old TV. Like oh, this one's yeah. got HDR, sure. No, there's like there's Dolby Vision and there's like HDR. 10 there's all there's these two formats and it's just like oh god not again <laughs> why can't we all just pick something so here's something i don't know what hdr means in the in terms of gaming in camera it's a lighting in, you i mean yes you know what it is so that's what i was gonna say is yeah. it the same thing so in in cam in the camera and lighting in digital video world hdr means a uh, high dynamic range yes which same thing 
essentially means the space between your shadows and your lights, like your highlights, yep. is greater. Yes. Which means it renders a lot more light and a lot more shadow Correct. detail. Okay, that's exactly. what it is. Yeah. So, and that's what the Xbox One S can do. And if I remember remembering correctly from E3, Forza Horizon 3 and Gears of War 4 are going to be supporting it. Interesting. Okay. And I don't know about, I think those are the only two games, again, if I'm remembering correctly, please don't quote me on that if I, uh, I'm, I'm off the cuff here. So, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that, if somebody handed me an HDR TV, it'd be like, great, give me an Xbox One S now, but, Otherwise, I'll be biding my time till Mr. Scorpio. I'm more or interested Ms. in Miss Scorpio. I don't know. Good point. If it was Miss Scorpio, it'd be Miss Scorpia. That's not how. Really? That's, that's not, not how not, no, it's work. just a. Isn't it? That's how Isn't Spanish what? works. This Isn't is that how Spanish gender works, works in language? No, it's not called girlos or girlas. <laughs> not in this <laughs> language. Let's talk about Batman. English. We don't have gender <laughs> pronouns. Minus anyway. Destin, no. Yeah, uh, I'm not. What? I'm not getting an Xbox One S. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. we're gonna get one yeah. here and unbox it and probably like run some tests, and throw and in then, the garbage, and then I'll take it. <laughs> you guys aren't interested no, at all with the two terabytes. I'm joking. Internal. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really like the look of the new console. Oh, I mean, not even just the uh, look, I'm not gonna buy it. The I two terabyte internal is the big deal for me. I don't like. Yo. I already have an external drive. Like I'm already set up on my Xbox. I don't like the external hard drive. I already bought it though, so I'm good. Yeah. Money's already you sunk. You have one too, right? Sunk cost, two yeah. terabyte hard drive. Do you Just, have one? It sits on top no, of my I Xbox have, One. I have my launch hard drive, and I don't kick because I delete everything. Because all everything. I play, uh, the only game I need on there is Banjo, and everything else is just redownload. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Right. You have, right now, you have Inside on there, which is and three banjo. gigabytes. And Banjo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost at max capacity, like, all the time. I have to, like, swap out the latest AAA game in order to install something new. Let's talk Batman, because i got to leave in ten minutes. <laughs> oh. Is it already? Destiny. Yeah, we're moving right along. <laughs> yeah. All right, Batman Return to Arkham Collection. Remember that? We talked about that before oh, yeah. E3. It was an officially the announced weird thing. remaster collection. Mm-hmm. which it's only half the games in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, no no Arkham Origins, no Arkham Knight. Right. And, but the cool thing was, the thing I was on board with, they redid City and Asylum mm-hmm. in Unreal Engine 4. Yes, like, okay, they jumped that's, from 3 to 4. That's cool. That's, then they, that is a legit, that's not simply a file save as in 1080p. But then I saw a lot of artists out there who know more about art direction and everything saying, way to crap all over the original art direction of the original game. So they weren't happy about it from that aspect. Well, it's fine Why because it yeah. comes out in a month, so we'll be able to play it, right, Ryan? No, Marty. What in happened? Fact, <laughs> it's been del- – listen to this. This is a quote from company representative Steve Grayson, possible relation to Dick. Yeah, it is. Oh, my god. After reviewing the progress of the project, the team at WB Games has decided to delay the release of Batman Return to Arkham to give the team at Virtuous Games – that's who's doing the port – additional time to de- deliver a polished Batman Arkham game experience. We do not have a release date yet, and we'll be sure to communicate that once we are sure the game will be ready. Good. Did they simply grow a conscience and realize this remaster is dumb? We should invest our money in new things mm-hmm. like Arkham VR. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Actually, oh, I think yeah. that's Sony's money. Yeah, probably, it's Sony's money. Yeah, it, it, it's it, dumb to, and it's to weird me, in the market. Well, to me, it's, it's more like uh, maybe technically this wasn't going well because the jump yeah. from UE three to four is not easy. 
Like no. I imagine, like you are you are messing with assets and physics and and mm-hmm. rules to video games. Yes. Um, and so I think what happened was it's, it's it was sort of broke, and they realized they've already released a broken thing before, which was Arkham Knight on PC. Yeah. And got burned Huge. real yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. They already Justifiably released a, so. not a bad game, but a game that didn't live up to standards with uh, Arkham Origins. And yes, yeah. that was a different team, but to ninety nine percent of the audience, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Mm-hmm. It's an Arkham game. Uh, and so I feel like this is a thing to where when you just look at uh, Asylum City and then I wasn't crazy about Arkham Knight, but a lot of people were, especially on consoles. I wasn't um, on yeah. uh, it. It's a super strong brand. One of I the love it up brands. to the last quarter. and then I love yeah. it until I have to get in a stupid car. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? And so I, I feel like the brand is like incredibly strong, but then it's taken a couple shots on the jaw. And so they're like, hey – we don't want to do this again. We don't want to release another shoddy product that takes t- arguably two of the best games of the last generation. Really, should- this Cape <laughs> Crusader, where can you find your remaster collection? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, nowhere. It's delayed. I mean, it's totally, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally fine with this because I also like, I don't, like, I love the Arkham games. I don't need to replay them. Like, That's yeah. what I was going to say. Is like, I didn't really find a reason to go back to those games after playing them, like I played, ba- I played Arkham Asylum twice in a row, like mm-hmm. when it came out, because I thought it was awesome. But after that, City kind of evolved it past what Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum was, and then you can't really go back to those games anymore. You want to play them again? Play them on PC. There's your HD version. They look fantastic still. Like- That's what I was going to say. Is like also the art direction when you brought up the new engine. Like the art direction. I remember those games being very pretty for what they were. Oh, they look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think you really need. I don't know. Gamers really nowadays are more focused on graphics and specs than they ever have been before because mm-hmm. of these console wars, like the 1080, 60 whole ordeal, 4K. which does because not matter. Console the, 4, wars. the 4Ks that aren't real 4Ks. I've said it many times before, and I will say it again, but like no one remembers whether a game was 1080p or 900p. They remember if it had great art or not. And so a game like a game that benefits because of its art Actually, direction. Titanfall 2, Titanfall ran in 760p, and oh therefore it was a piece of crap. No. That was really good. I'm glad you're saying it. If I said it, I'd get hate on the internet. <laughs> I'm just goofing around. I gave the, the, this great game. No, no, yeah, absolutely. But a game, I, I just don't think those games benefit as much from a resolution upgrade as people think that they might. And maybe WB recognizes that. Also, half the games are missing from the collection, so it's not really like... A definitive collection? Yeah. It's like that. There's that Chris Nolan D- Blu-ray collection that has like five of his movies missing, yeah. and it's like doesn't have oh, a following. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't it have doesn't, a following. It doesn't yeah. have uh, the Dark Knight Rises no, in it. It following. doesn't have. I know. Movie. Yeah, wow. There's a bunch of his movies like that are Inception's not in it. It's fine if it doesn't have Dark Knight Rises. I can't believe it yeah, doesn't have that movie. <laughs> three of them. Like those are big movies to miss. Well, yeah. I mean, he's only ever he's made eight movies or something like that. Seven movies, and it's missing a lot of them. Do you think this will ever come out? Yeah, is this I mean, like the last we ever hear of it? They've probably they're going to do it as all the Yeah, they've invested enough money where it's probably going to sneak can we out. Talk at about some that point. other thing yet? Have we watched the trailer for? Oh no, no. I don't. What? No, I think because the show posts today. Okay, never mind. There's another thing. By yeah, the time you it, listen to this, maybe there's another thing. It'll fit right into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Just take this and dub out our words with something else. Yeah, tom- and we, we all sort of feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. General apathy. Anyway, I guess, yeah, whatever. I really have no idea what you're talking well, about. That's, yeah, it's an yeah. asset we must have You'll yeah. fill you in later. Uh, finally this week, this is just a quick thing. According to the uh, Korean Game Rating Administration Committee, which is basically their ESRB, they've got a listing for Pac-Man Championship Edition DX2. Speaking of great old Xbox Live Arcade games, like we talked about at the top of the show, for Xbox One, PS4, and PC... 
Uh, how I believe we gave that game a ten as well. That game's OXM incredible. did too. OXM like, did well, as yeah, well. that's one of the. I want that game on every device I ever own for the rest of my life. When it's, that game's just a it's fine, like perfect five minute game. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's like the ideal Pac Man. Yeah, totally. Like they took everything. Like Pac Man, this Pac Man's like yeah, already t- perfect for, itself. For those that may not have. Had a 360 or played, yeah, you know, yeah. the younger crowd maybe. Yeah, it explain was, Pac-Man Championship Edition it DX. Took, please, like, Marty. It was a, a visually overhauled, like it was very, uh, despite the fact that it was still Pac-Man, it was still top-down view, and you're running through mazes. Um, it gave it this visual flair and this sort of like pulsing trance soundtrack. Uh, there was a bunch of different modes. Levels would warp and sort of terraform as you went through a match. Uh, there were a bunch of different modes to where you would be able to string together and get a, but like the the more pellets you'd collect, the faster you would go, and the game would just continue it'd be like times two speed times Mm -hmm. but the ghost would also be faster and so it would just like it would just completely make the game insane but it was also in the same way like Geometry Wars it was like entrancing like it was a thing like you got into a rhythm and it became one of those games to where you would wake up every day you'd look at the leaderboards you'd be like oh these two people passed me it's like I'm not gonna (laughs) let that happen uh, it was just great. A bunch of different modes. Like, it reminded me a lot of Geometry Wars 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, more of that, not a bad thing. No, absolutely. If that proves it's to been, be correct. What, it's been five, six, seven years? Something like that. Yeah. yeah it's been a while. XBLA. Yeah. Uh, Sean Finnegan. Yeah. You're in the Marketplace Report Chair. Hooray. What can we spend our money on this week? At retail, we got Lego Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Marty? Very good. You I reviewed gave that, it. I gave that game a 9.0. It is the, my favorite Lego game and my favorite Star Wars game in many years. Wow. Um, it is, it's, it's incredible. A ton of fun. Uh, the best Lego campaign in a very long time. It's it, gorgeous to look at. Absolutely stunning. Uh, it takes direct lines from the movie and then also has it, it recorded dialogue with like Harrison Ford and, and, and that's awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah. And John Boyega and, and, uh, tells a really cool story, a bunch of side stories that sort of fill in the gaps of stuff that happened. Really fun, really charming, great single player and multiplayer. A ton of really crazy Crazy secrets you can unlock J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> that's if yeah. you've ever wanted to, you can yeah, you can unlock Constable Zubio, who we all thought was going to be a big part of the movie and literally wasn't featured in the movie. So now you can play through the entire film as Constable Zubio. Nice. But those are fun, silly things that like the fans eat up. They love that stuff. Oh, yeah, it's super. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to like kill the emperor as J.J. Abrams. <laughs> what else? The Techromancer. Don't know what that. Or that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. We give it like a four or five something. Wow. And Seven Days to Die, which is $30. That's the game that Telltale's published. Publishing, but it's, yeah, it's a zombie survival game, thing. but not Sacramento a Seven game. Days to Die. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> Seven Days to Die. I'm, I'm really curious about the idea of Telltale getting into the publishing biz. Yeah. Chelsea, that's only 30 bucks at least. Mm-hmm. We, haven't, I, we haven't gotten a copy yet, though. Why? Right, so. Oh, for what? Good. I, have seven we? Days or if, if oh. we have, maybe. I mean, I it's, it's on our Steam yeah. account, probably, so. We don't all have computers, Dustin. You keep bringing up PCs. I have a MacBook Air. I can't you know, play we, seven days of time on that. Unlocked kind of is by default our PC podcast now. Because Mitch abandoned us? No, because well, Microsoft, It's an, It's as Dan Stapleton put it, it's like an arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you, you PC and you Xbox, you will be together. But, Dad, I don't love him! <laughs> You're going to just carry on the family line. <laughs> and your just first child be a mess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Over on digital, we have inside twenty dollars. There's a note here that I won't repeat. (laughs) I guess I could though. It's f anything else is what I wrote because we have one allotted f every podcast. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a real thing. Full Mojo Rampage, which is thirteen dollars. It's a roguelike. So there's that. Can we talk about what's going on right now? What's this next game? Kung Fu Connect is apparent. I'm guessing the last Connect game. How could there? It's crazy that they made. It's based on the uh, David Carradine show Kung Fu. 
<laughs> I yeah, got you... so fed up last night with my connect turning on when I say words that don't sound like the key word that you're supposed to say. I just I'm just like I'm done. Get oh, out of here. Yesterday I set yesterday when I got back from uh the doctors I set a record for new for how many times I had to say Xbox on before it turned on at 12. Mm-hmm. After just... the sixth one I was like now it's a matter of principle. <laughs> I, I legitimately think it before I threw it gets my connect away when I moved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just like I don't know. No, so Maybe it's just like a really like I'm like a neophyte, but I'm just like I don't I don't need I'm fine with like a 500 like meg it, uh, but like it hard drive. Even, I'm fine. It's basic functionality doesn't even work for me anymore. I'd say mic on in division, it doesn't work, and I'm like, well, why do I even have you? If I, I still say yeah. like for navigation stuff, like right. on the video side, it's yes. still pretty useful. It doesn't yeah. work all the time, but I'm okay That's with having to say something twice. The only reason I twice. like it: Xbox on, Xbox. On. Yeah. Also, you ever try to turn that on? We're everybody's yeah, you're, consoles you're, up. You're, you're, our listeners Stop listening. are too Stop canceling listening. their subscriptions. You ever try to use, uh, use voice commands on a Connect after a night of drinking? No, <laughs> that I have not you? done. Doesn't work well. <laughs> well I, that, that was a couple years ago, yeah, and then I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. That sounds like a video we should make for IGN <laughs> is, three years ago oh, when drunk, Connect came out. Drunk Connect commands? <laughs> we did yeah. that. Did we? We didn't do drunk connect commands. We that's the whole we angle, yeah, though. We've, d- we've tried to do drunk video content before, and for some reason, it never works. We only tried it once, to be honest. Well, we're doing something next week. Yeah, there so. we go. <laughs> I got to uh, run. I got to run. Sorry. Bye, Dad, you wrote do down this. your... I, I, I will accept I did, your I trivia did. submission. Uh, also, Monochroma. $10. Monochrome right. is actually super cool. Speaking of games that are visually inspired by... Destin's a... Sorry, you're a weird boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of games visually inspired by Limbo, uh, Monochroma is that. Yeah. Uh, plays cool. a lot like Limbo as well. Not as good as Limbo. A few things are, but um, it's good. Like, if you play through Inside and are like, holy crap, I need something else, Monochroma is a not as good version. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's the... Uh, but still not bad. It's the Lee jeans to the Levi's. Yeah, exactly. Or the, the, the Wrangler to the Levi's, maybe. Yeah. The Mr. Pibb to the Dr. Pepper. Yeah, where Mr. Pibb isn't bad, but if you're just chilling with a Dr. Pepper, that's like, I can't I'd rather have the Dr. Those. Pepper. Both of them are too sweet. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't had soda in years. Oh, good for you. Well, I have soda water. Yeah. I mean, good for me. I, I substitute <laughs> it with something yeah, with alcohol. equally as terrible. We also, hey, it comes from potatoes. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the marketplace. Yes. June games with gold. We got Goat Simulator on uh, Xbox One. Yeah, almost over, so you better grab these quickly. And Super Meat Boy on 360. Now, here's a question for you. If you get Super Meat Boy as part of games with gold on 360, because it's backwards compatible, do you also have it on Xbox so, One? So, yeah, every single one of these oh, yeah. from now on. Every 360 oh, game that's free cool. is backwards compatible. Yeah. So, I, don't, I can't imagine anyone out there who's listening to the show didn't play Super Meat Boy when it came out, but, but if should, you didn't, you, it's yeah, real also good. One of those, Never assume. One of those mm-hmm. pillars of some of our arcade games. That's yeah, true. Totally. Also, it's in the, Pantheon. Is the developers of Super Meat Boy are the focus of this documentary called Indie Game, the movie. Yeah, I still haven't well, seen it. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, that's a really good movie. I need so to see good. that. Watch that movie. Is it on Netflix? It was. It was at some point. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. <sighs> I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. And I literally, like, for weeks I told people to watch it. It was the video game documentary I wanted to make. Like, it... It features really interesting developers who are kind of weird, kind of yeah. funny, kind of like these interesting characters. Right. But it actually treats their work, them, and video games as a whole with a lot of respect. Like, it doesn't look down upon them, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which it, I think a lot of documentarians do. Yeah. Like, they're like, video games is this big thing, but we're better than it because mm-hmm. we're filmmakers yeah. or we're artists. And this really portrays them, the developers, as these like flawed human beings. Yeah, flawed, but, but like incre- incredibly creative. Yeah, and beings. so dedicated and to the yeah. art. And uh, a lot of people hate uh, Phil Fish. Phil Fish, yeah, uh, yeah, who made Fez. Mm-hmm. Um, is one of the main subjects of that game, and a lot of people think it portrays him poorly. Whereas I really just saw him as like this, um, like so passionate 
to a fault type person, mm-hmm. which is kind of an endearing yeah. thing. It's a very good documentary. Yeah, watch it. Pretty much about Meat Boy, Fez, and Braid. Exactly. Nice. Which yeah. I need to watch Three that. huge experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have the crew on Xbox One, which is the set from July from June sixteenth to July fifteenth. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's still going. Yep. And XCOM Enemy Unknown. Which ends at the end of the month. Which is end, yeah, yeah, it's like ends tomorrow. At the end of this month. Uh so July got announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, July Games with Gold as well. The Banner Saga too, which that's is awesome. all July. It's debuting, right? On the console? I don't know. I think so. It, I believe it came out for PC, but I think so this okay. is its console debut. Great. Which there is you awesome. Go. That game's awesome. Tumblestone. Which is July 16th. No, Literally no idea 15th. what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. That's an Xbox One game. Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas oh, 2. So good. First we two weeks of July. So and Tron it's Evolution. Yeah. The second two weeks of July on Perfect. Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, let's do a little trivia. Let's do it. Forgot. Well, we ran out of time last week. So oh, yeah. uh, make sure that you guys mark your answers. I'm going to give everybody a quick update on the scoring situation. Destin is eligible. He wrote down his answer. He was here for 90% of the show. All right, our situation is Destin at 7, the Ghost of Mitch at 6, the Shark at 2. Poor guy doesn't get to play very often. <laughs> yep. Marty at 9 points. You're out Suck in the Mitch. Alana at 4. Larry Herb, 1. <laughs> Steve Gaynor, 0. Steve Gaynor, nothing. Yeah. Except he has all the talent that so, I will never yeah, have made in a my Game life. of the year, nobody. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Okay, write, so... I gotta, write, I gotta do a pen. Oh yeah, well, I'll just go first. That's fine. Our winner this week, or our question winner this week, is Jason Nippard, who asks, "Which of the following Thrashball teams did Augustus Cole, aka the Coltrane, woo, woo, play in?" Woo. The, I like that. <laughs> Wasn't he the, supposed to be voiced by Drake originally? I believe that was. Isn't the, he voiced by Terry Crews? I thought he was voiced no, by Terry Crews. So. I think you're. No. I think that was a racist statement. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I want to see how you'd react to that, and you reacted well. <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> no, I don't believe it's Terry Crews or Drake. But it's a it's a, a Crews like Terry Crews, not like that, like Cruise. a rogue like. Yeah, a little bit. No, like the re- <laughs> like I thought it was voiced by like a pretty well known actor. It was a ri- it, literally Drake was a yeah, that, cast. and we we did that as a trivia uh, question at one point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the musician have just been really sad. Yeah. Jason uh, uh, Maria. Terry Crews is hilarious, by the way. I love yeah. that guy. Uh, Jason Nippert is our winner. He will win a copy of some video game that I've got uh, kindly donated from the listeners in my email box. And it's for this question. So, again, it was uh, which Thrashball team did, did Cole play for? Was it the Tyrus Sharks, the Hanover Cougars, the Jacinto City Jaguars, or the Shavad Thunder? Do you guys remember? I should know this. I did play the first Gears, and there is a line of dialogue where he's like, "Didn't you play for blah blah whatever?" And I know he, I knew he was a pro football player, or whatever. Thrashball, thrashball. But I mean, it's like the, it's like the NFL. Yes. It's like the XFL, the Sarah, the TFL, pretty much in that yeah. universe. Uh, I wanted to vote Tyra Sharks because Sharks, but no, I went B, <laughs> Hanover Cougar. Hanover uh, Cougars. Yeah, I also went Hanover Cougars. I remembered. I thought I remembered it being a cat. And then there were two cats on this That's list. That's kind of what I thought, too. But like, I thought I was it was like, Jaguars Jacinto initially. is the only place I remember from Gears, but I'm like, ah, oh, so I'm going right. to go against it. So, yeah, I, I also chose B, Hanover Cougars. And you're all correct. Nobody gains any ground Whoa. on anybody. What Dustin do? Dustin yeah. got it. He, he has B circled wow, here as well. So good job, everybody. Good girl. job on guessing, Dustin everybody. moves yeah. to eight points. The shark up to three. Oops, three, not four. Three times as many points as Larry Herb now. Alana would have said D, the Shavad Sharks, so uh, give her a negative two points. You're right. I'll do that immediately. Mm -hmm. All right. That brings us to the end of another podcast, Unlocked. 
the world's number one Xbox mm-hmm. podcast. As Marty said at the top of the show, please check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's probably the easiest, best way to watch all of our mm-hmm. content, should you prefer faces versus voices. I don't know why, but... Uh, I, YouTube well, this face. Well, now that we've got Sean here this week. YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked. I remind you that IGN Prime is a super cool way to not only support us over here at IGN, but rid yourself of ads on our website for the term of one year in exchange for 30 U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. You can go to IGN.com slash Prime to take care of that. Uh, Destin is at Destin Legary. Don't watch him stream inside. Play it for yourself. Sean Finnegan. Follow me on Twitter at Shot by Finnegan. Making videos, taking photos, talking about movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Marty? Um, I am at McBiggity on everything 2Gs and 2Ts. Um, check out my Lego Force Awakens review. Yes. Um, Alana and I are putting up a feature soon on other Marvel properties and studios we would want to make those games to sort of mm. go along with the Insomniac Spider-Man like News for me 3. Um, and then also, I'll listen to the Podcast Beyond, which is the uh, PlayStation podcast that Alana and I are on. And next week uh, is episode 450. We're doing something very special uh, on location at one of my favorite places in San Francisco. Must with, be a bar. It yep. is a bar. <laughs> uh, with two uh, special guests whose names might rhyme with... Craig and Gollin. I I literally <laughs> said that in my head. Craig and Gollin. Oh, yeah. Craig and Gollin. Nice job. Yeah. The well done. <laughs> for fifty. Uh, yeah, so that'll be up. <laughs> so that'll be up next week. Excellent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, if you like the shirt I'm wearing or some other shirts I made, there's a link to that in my uh, profile page on Twitter. I do a Tesla podcast that I would love you to check out if you like cars, particularly of the electric Tesla variety. Uh, or of the self-driving variety. They're, it's, they're halfway there, and they're, they're leading the charge. And I think that's pretty much it. We're wrapping up our month-long IGN first coverage of Agents of Mayhem, mm-hmm. the next game from the Saints Row crew. Uh, so we've got a couple of really cool behind-the-scenes sort of making of pieces how how... Uh, Saints Row evolved into Agents of Mayhem. That's a really great piece that you guys put together. Yeah, I forgot to kind of uh, kind of forgot to promote that right there. But they're really interesting pieces. Like one of uh, check them out. They're behind the scenes documentary esque kind of making of pieces. Mm-hmm. Really, some interesting tidbits in there. Like for instance, they talk about how Saints Row Four had PlayStation Two code in it. Yeah, wow. I've read about that. Yeah, yeah. that's really, that's <laughs> super weird. Video games are weird. And uh, and we're finishing up the month with a sort of AMA-type thing. It's a nice. ask the developers anything mm-hmm. about Agents of Mayhem. I actually already solicited the questions. They're out. I'm waiting for the answers to come back. So look for that on IGN. On uh, I think we're going to put it up now on Friday, mm-hmm. heading into your holiday. Heading into your holiday weekend <laughs> here on IGN. Uh, and then speaking of, I, I forgot, speaking of uh, making ups, part two of our Final Fantasy oh, 15 yes. making yes. of is uh, live. And this one focuses a ton on the story and sort of the three pillars of the story they want to tell. Which and how you went out to across. the studio in Japan. Yeah, yeah we spent uh, about a week in Tokyo um, and talking with Tabata-san and the rest of the team um, sort of about how they're telling the story of Noctis and his friends alongside Noctis and Luna, alongside Noctis and his father, and how they're spreading that story across uh, three mediums with the game, the anime, and the movie. Fantastic. Very excited for that. And, yeah, please check out my inside review, whether it's before or after you play the game, but please do yourself a favor and play that game. It is the game of the year so far. As far as I'm concerned, all due respect to The Witness and Dark Souls 3, 
So good. Really? Uh, yeah, you hit it on the head, Marty. This has been this has been the year we've been waiting three yeah. years for. Yeah, it, we're, and we're in the middle of it, and it's great. We haven't even hit fall. We haven't even hit fall. Yeah. Uh, for the departed Destin Legary, rest yeah. in peace, Marty Sleva. He's not dead. The shark, Sean Finnegan. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This has been Podcast Unlocked, episode two fifty two Palindrome. Woo! See you guys next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.